One eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com precious metal advisor investor kit so much information online that you'll get outside of show hours want to remind you as well for a uh, limited amount of time anyway for every five thousand dollars US invested in RSP account you will receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall one of many excellent things offered by the uh, the fellas on an ongoing basis Jeremy how are you. I'm doing fantastic. Good. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. We got the uh, Aiden sisters coming up in just a little bit. We right? do another another interview brought yep. to you by the Real Money Show, and um, you can catch if you missed the the show uh, this week or you want to tell your friends about it. You can go on to um, GuildhallWealth.com and join the Precious Metal Advisor. That's our weekly newsletter, and then you can uh, yep. we'll have an update on on that as well. And it'll also be on our YouTube channel. So if you go onto YouTube and just search Guildhall Wealth, you'll be able to find our interviews there. It has been a wild week in precious metals. That's for sure. We've seen a little bit of a pullback in in silver. What's interesting usually about these pullbacks is the price will go down typically based on U.S. dollar strength, which means if you get an 80 cent pullback in silver, once you calculate in the exchange rate, you're usually only looking at about 30, 40 cent down move. And that's just in the fact that we're cha- trading in this in this uh, tight range for the last little while. A lot of things have been happening, though. An article came out uh, on the 16th, which uh, talked about the, the title was that central global central banks dump U.S. debt at a record pace, that they're dumping U.S. Treasuries, uh, U.S. debt, which hasn't happened at, to this extent since 1978. And of course, this week, strangely enough, we saw some U.S. strength in the, in the dollar. So some of this stuff is just confounding of how it works. And then that feeds into uh, the 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 bit of a weakness in precious metals this week. However, year to date, silver is up 39 point as of the taping of this show, silver's up 39.32% and gold is trading up 26% this year. Oh. We had um sideways basically this week. Uh Wednesday was everybody was waiting for the Fed's minutes. Um you know, from the, the two main people in the Fed are the chairman and the vice chairman. There's other eight, 16 uh, presidents, but really they don't seem to count much. They're, you know, they've got opinions that don't really carry too much weight. The There's more head fakes come out from this uh, Janet Yellen than there is in a hockey game. I mean, every month for the last six years or eight years, total there's been one quarter of percent rate hike. That's a quarter of a percent in eight years. Every month we go through the same thing. Are they going to raise? Are they going to raise? Are they going to wait till after the election? You know, the Fed's supposed to be uh, non-political. They are so political, it's incredible. Um, there, there's another venue coming up uh, next week, which is Jackson Hole, which is where most of the financial heads of financial uh, organizations meet, especially Janet Yellen, uh, and they're going to wait for her to make another announcement. Are they going to put up interest rates in September, October, November, or never? I mean, you know, this is what happens. It does affect silver. The market uh, right now, even in the stock market, is very, very thinly traded. I mean, you can talk to anybody in the retail business. In most businesses, they're saying they're having an extremely quiet time. This is the last two weeks in August. It's always quiet. People are, uh, you know, still on holiday, and we've got this CNN 
C-N-E? Is it C-N-E? C-N-E starts, C-N-E yeah, starting. this weekend. Yeah, I guess called. so. Yeah. People want those hot dogs baked in whatever they put on them. Beaver tails. But yeah. But anyway, people are taking time off. So the markets are really thinly traded, so it doesn't take much to move a market up or down. Uh, silver right now, we're in the 1935 range. Uh, personally, I bought silver myself this morning. I think it's an unbelievable steal at this price. Silver came off 30 cents when there's a dip. You know, I load up the boat. It's as simple as that. I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com online. And for anyone that wants to load the boat, they can just go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com or you can go to guildhallwealth.com, click on the top right, and you can go to our e-store where you can purchase online and place orders. Um, you can't do that on the weekend. We only we only allow people to purchase during trading hours, but you can go on first thing Monday morning, Friday afternoon, and, and, and pick up some precious metals. It's interesting what you're saying, Paul, about the fact that we're seeing some weakness in the price of metals and that people are on vacations and yet the royal mint just recorded its highest annual revenue total in its 1100 year history wow this is just one example of the fact that there are two markets out there there's the paper price market which is dictated by the u.s and the comex and there's the physical market out there that for example in china they demand physical product over there. And what we're seeing is people are buying physical product. At Guildhall, we sell physical product through the e-store. We sell physical product over over the counter. We sell physical product in the RSP. The more people buy physical product at these lower prices is how we know that this price is going to go through the roof because we can see the supply and demand. We know how much product is actually out there. And we also know that in the U.S., they're trading just purely paper, not physical. So, yeah, it's an aberration. It's the fact that the price is low, but really the the value of the metal is so much higher than it is today. And because the price is low, you know, Warren Buffett said price is what you pay and value is what you get. The price is low. People are able to buy way more than their fair share. Just consider this for a moment. There's less than a billion ounces of silver above ground. There's more than 7 billion people on the planet. That means that one-seventh an ounce for every single person on this planet, and yet some people have 10,000 ounces. I mean, you want to talk about first world problems. But the fact of the matter is, is the reason why people buy precious metals is because they want security. They, they, it's very difficult to have your faith in a central bank that can't, that can speak a big game, but can't raise interest rates in more than eight years, except for the one time. And then you wonder why you see articles like, um, the Rothschilds are buying, are buying gold. George Soros is betting big against us stocks. You wonder why you're seeing the richest people on earth shorting stocks and buying gold. They know what's going on. They can see the sham that is uh, central banking and how much longer can it keep going. You can only print money so much. You can only print it so much. You can only create so much debt before someone's going to have to pay. And I could go on that all day long, but I'll let someone else speak at the moment. Well, the interesting thing is we've got bubbles going on. Bubbles in real estate uh, right now, uh, especially in Canada, in Toronto, in Vancouver, huge bubbles in real estate. Um, if interest rates were start to move up, there would be an awful lot of people that couldn't afford to pay their mortgages. Now, I read a very interesting article this week 
there's over 6 million properties in the US that are still underwater, which means that they owe more on the mortgage than what the, the property is actually worth. So are, are these properties on the bank's books? I mean, the banks didn't foreclose on everybody, but if you've got a house that's $500,000 and the banks lent it, you know, do they leave it as a $500,000 loan or do they take, you know, the, the haircut on it and say, well, it's worth three hundred? Right. You know, it, it's interesting times. Jeremy said what he said is correct. You know, you the smart people are putting in precious metals in their portfolio. It's an insurance policy. Everybody has life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, home insurance. Why do you have it? You have it just in case, God forbid, something bad happens. We're looking at fiat currencies. If you look at the U.S., since Obama's been in power in seven years, the debt has gone from $6 trillion to $19 trillion. He's increased it by $13 trillion. What it took, you know, almost 200 years to create $6 trillion in debt, he's tripled it in seven years. How can you pay that debt off? The government doesn't produce it, just collects, it, collects taxes. If you keep giving money out and don't collect, you're going to go broke. If the U.S. government was a business, the bailiff would have come in and put a lock on the door. But they have a printing machine. They can keep on printing and printing. It's a fiat currency. This is why you have to own physical gold, silver, natural fancy color diamonds. Whether you take, go to Guildhall, go to our e-store, you can buy it, take it home. Uh, you know, bury it in the back garden if you have to. But we, we also offer you a depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated, where you can have the bar numbers. The third option that we love right now is if you don't own a TFSA, that's a tax-free saving account, through Guildhall and our partners, Questrade, you're able to buy precious metals, gold and silver, and put it into a TFSA. If you've never had a TFSA and you're over 26 years old, you can put a maximum of $46,500 into that. It's tax-free. Silver's gone up this year alone 39%. If you would have put in $40,000 at 39%, you'd have already been up $16,000 on your investment. It's a great time to buy. In the last, in 2008, Sorry, 2011, uh, silver hit a high of $49, gold hit a high of $1,920. We think there is more upside than downside right now. Silver's trading at 1940, gold's in the um, 1340 range, 1350 range. It's an unbelievable buy. If you want to put it into an RSP or a TFSA, if you have a lift, uh, if you have a registered retirement account and it's locked, we can help you, assist you in taking that pension and putting it into gold and silver through our partners, Quest Trade, on this. So give us a call. And again, if you put $5,000 US into the account, you're going to get a gram of gold. That's a little bit of a bonus. one eight seven seven eight silver online That website's guildhallwealth.com. Let's talk a little bit about costs for a bit, Jeremy. <clears throat> it's really interesting when you look at our... Our vehicle that we have compared to other similar vehicles that are out there, okay. there are vehicles in Canada where you can buy physical precious metals, and they're fantastic. However, they are pooled accounts. The product isn't allocated to the client. They're allocated to the custodian, which is an interesting note. 
with our investment, your your product is allocated to you, and you can even go to the depository and personally audit the product that you are holding in your RSP. Now, the big difference here is that the cost of doing business is is more on the on the front end for for this precious metals investment because they're buying our 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 clients are buying specific product. There's premiums involved, and you're you're buying something specific of mm-hmm. a hundred ounce bar, or one ounce bar of gold, hundred ounce bar of silver, and so the the cost could go as high as five percent. However, the storage and insurance is only one point two five. Now, if I were to compare that to MER management fees, et cetera, in these funds, which range anywhere from two point eight five to just shy of four percent, well, if I'm in the market in those funds, which are pooled accounts. Allocated or not, physical or not, they are pooled product. If I'm in those accounts for more than four or five years, I'm paying a lot more for a lot less than with Guildhall. True, it is more upfront with Guildhall, but it's because you're buying specific product. And I think that's what our clients like, the fact that they know it's theirs, they know they can visit it. That is pure transparency. As Jeremy said, you know, the cost of doing business, it's 1.25%. That's like one-tenth of 1% a month for storage and insurance. It's insured with Lloyd's in London. You know, you're insured for more than actually what you're putting in the product into into the depository. So let's look at the price of gold and silver. You know, gold's up 25%, silver's up 39% so far this year. If you're going to put product into the depository, you're going to pay 1.25% per year of the value of the metal. If the market goes up, you're going to be delighted to pay the 1.25. If the market drops, it's not going to cost you anything, and we don't think the market is going to drop. So let's look. Five years, 1.25, that's 6.25% total. Do you think silver and gold are going to go up more than 6.25 over the next five years? It's a, it's you know almost a slam dunk. So this is a great opportunity to get in to either an RSP, a TFSA, a LIFT, any one of those uh, registered retirement plans. If you want to put product into the depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated, you get the bar numbers. That's a second option. The other option is to go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, where you can buy physical gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Whether you want to buy one-ounce bars of gold or silver, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars, it's available for you to pick up. We have it in stock. It's there for you. We don't recommend you put a lot of product or take a lot of product home. You know, on your home insurance, you're only allowed about $1,500 that you're covered, and you're putting your family in a little bit of jeopardy if somebody knows you have a lot of product at home. If you put it in the bank, you're putting it back into the system. You don't want to put gold and silver that you're taking out of the banking system back into a safe deposit box. It doesn't make sense. Keep it in a safe, secure depository where you can sell on a phone call. That's the beauty of it, that you can pick up the phone when the market's moving. You want to get out of the market, you can sell and take profit when it's needed. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Check out the website. Follow the advice of Paul and Jeremy. We're going to take a short break and come back with our interview with the Aiden sisters coming up on The Real Money Show next. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you pick up that precious metal advisor, the investor kit as well, and more details on how you can use your RSP and other registered plans to invest in physical metals. Got to uh, welcome to the show the Aiden sisters, uh, authors of the Aiden Forecast. You can go to Aiden Forecast. That's A-D-E-N Forecast. Forecast.com and Marianne will join us here on the Real Money Show. 
We are thrilled to welcome back to the show Marianne Aiden. She is part of a duo of Pamela and Marianne Aiden, the Aiden sisters, mo- one of the most influential, well-known investment analysts and writers and lecturers the world over, and especially in our particular arenas. We've heard lots from them and had them on the show before. And uh, I just wanted to welcome you back, Marianne. Hope all is well. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Our listenership always appreciates hearing your insights. So without further ado, I'll get cracking on some questions and hopefully you can get us up to speed on where you think the markets are right now. Okay. Well, the first question we have for you today is we have now, in the face of witnessing the early effects of Brexit, observed incredible amounts of instability and volatility in the world markets. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, do you get the impression that Brexit seems to be, again, just the beginning of something that's much, much larger that, in fact, probably started well before Brexit? Well, I know that's what a lot of people think, and it could be, certainly. We're not saying it's not, um, but to say definitely, I think we've kind of decided long ago that we're just going to take things as they come, and uh, it, could, it could be that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the most important thing is that if you just look at the market action, the, the metals have been extremely strong. Stocks continue to move higher despite the correction following Brexit. And so everything is pretty much uh, looking good. And so we're not going to kind of pick it apart and say, well, gee, we won't invest in stocks because they're overbought or they're ready to fall or uh, another, you know, the Europe. Uh, European Union's going to have more crisis. And, and so these are all speculations, the same with the U.S. election, that those effects, um, anything that's going on in the world obviously could affect the markets in one way or another. Same with the interest rate picture, which is extremely important. But more important is just to take a look at what the markets are actually doing and go with it. And uh, that's what we've been doing and, and not to you know, toot our own horn or anything, but, you know, it's, it's worked out very well. So we're, we're pleased with the results and, and so are our subscribers. And, and so we'll just continue to kind of let the markets tell us what to do instead of the other way around. Well, again, I know that over the years you've been fond of talking about uh, the, the cycles that the markets go through. And, um, I'm getting the sense that if there is some additional volatility, I mean, there are parts of the market which obviously do experience more volatility than others, but I'm getting the sense that gold and silver investors in particular, having seen a beautiful run up here, especially in the silver market in the first half of the year, uh, do view volatility as one of those things that can help and support both metals uh, from time to time. Is it possible that you think we will once again see another very dominant uptrend cycle in the metals at this point in time? Oh, yes. Yes. In fact, based on um, numerous historical and cyclical and technical indicators that we follow, the metals entered a new major bull market earlier this year. And there's, if anything, this is just the beginning based on the things that we're following. So we see that this market has a long ways to run and it's looking very, very good. And all of our even our longest-term indicators, which are monthly, have turned bullish. So, and that doesn't happen very often. So we're very optimistic about the metals bull market and that they'll continue to move much higher. 
We certainly take a big breath when we talk about that in terms of the medium and long term. We know where the metals markets are are bound to end up because of what the underlying fundamentals have told us. But in the short term, it sure is difficult to sit by idly while the market kind of stagnates, not stagnates, but sits in a trading range. It's range bound. And certainly I, I think that a lot of people could view this as another opportunity to perhaps enter the market. Absolutely. That's what, that's what we're thinking. In fact, they've moved up so far, so fast, and whenever that happens in any market, it's just real normal that a market will take, take a break, so to speak, take a pause, correct downward a little bit, consolidate, and then continue higher. So if anything, this is a very good time to, if you haven't bought metals, um, especially gold and silver, and um, the shares have been outstanding as well. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time to pick some up and, and get, get in at a, at a good buying opportunity, um, which we think is happening right now. And then we think, you know, again, we don't know if it's going to be in a couple more weeks or even a month or mm-hmm. so that this consolidation finally is over and then it moves higher. The markets go continue on in their bull market. Right. Well, let's take a look for a second at uh, the July um, f- July's Aiden forecast. In it, you wrote the following: the other big concern, the area of concern, is what's happening in the interest rate front. Increasingly, more interest rates are going negative. Currently, mm-hmm. for instance, over eleven trillion in global government bonds have a negative yield. That means you pay them in order to lend the money. Borrowers get paid, savers are penalized. Sound crazy? It is. As you said, it is crazy. And I am wondering what type of comparable historic situation might give us some insight on this situation. And if nothing is comparable, how can we survive in a negative interest rate world? Well, that's the big question, and that's when we, like, we really do think that is the factor that's going to really probably push these metals up. If you had to say, okay, is it a future, you know, um, Brexit or, or, you know, whatever might happen on the, on the financial or geopolitical front, those are things that will probably just add fuel to the fire. But the negative interest rate picture, there is no time that was ever equivalent. It's unprecedented. And we have, um, we've gone back 5,000 years. That's as far back as any recorded history of interest rates. Um, and this was back, you know, way, way back. Sure, sure. It's um, the information can be found in a book called The History of Interest Rates. And anyway, going back 5,000 years, there is nothing ever, ever that's been like the situation is today. In fact, there's rarely ever been um, zero interest rates, much less negative interest rates. So in a zero or negative interest rate world, gold is 10 times more attractive. Everything, the metals are outstanding because they're, you're gaining more in metals than you are in, in a CD in the bank or whatever. It's just, it's crazy and it really is unprecedented. And people have described it as like a world turn upside down. And so many people don't realize how important this is, but it's affecting all of the markets. We would go as far as say it's the determining factor because it's definitely affecting the metals market. 
you have just taking the U.S. stock market, for example, it's been overvalued. It's had earnings coming down for the past five quarters. It's, it sh- the market should be going down, and therefore all the calls that from many, many well-known analysts have been saying that stocks have to fall, they're, they're going to collapse and this and that, yet the market keeps going up. And the main reason why is because since interest rates are negative, and in the countries that aren't negative, they're near 1% is pretty good. It's, they're they're near, near zero in most countries. So, of course, people are desperate to get some income, and the only thing that looks inviting are stocks and bonds, and therefore they're driving prices higher in these markets. And so that, too, is influencing those markets. And it's influencing, of course, the currency markets. But the most impressive, um, I think, the the cause and effect is seen in the in the metals markets. And that's a it's a very very prudent point. And here in Canada, we have uh, for a very long time had a very uh, passive investment environment in which I'm sure likewise in many other parts of the world, many investors, especially the mainstream investors who don't have the time of day to be focused on their portfolios, sit by very idly and change happens at a very quick pace nowadays. And in the low interest rate environments, they've been in a lot of really good bonds. I think at one point in time, as much as four of every 10 cents were going into bonds here in Canada. And Uh I'm very fearful of the outcome should the market shift quickly. And uh, if interest rates did start to pick up, how passive Canadians are typically could lead to a lot of trouble in that arena. Right. No, that's very true. You have to keep your eyes open on that because they're not going to stay negative forever, but, and they're not going to stay this low forever either. But we've been saying that for, for years, and it's been, what, seven years that we've seen super ultra-low interest rates, So, or maybe now we're going on to eight years. So mm-hmm. it's um, who's to say how much longer this is going to, going to go? And it's almost like central banks have, have kind of – um, again, I mean, I don't think you can argue this, um, argue against it much, but I think it's, it's pretty obvious that the central banks are kind of down to rock bottom as to what they can do. And um, as far as trying to stimulate their economies and get things, keep things moving. And so they're just um, taking measures that have never been taken before. And, and it's all still to be seen how this is all going to fall out in the end. I think your take on the situation in terms of um, just looking at it for what it is and seeing the strength within certain markets and going with that flow has been one which has certainly provided some uh, positive relief for many investors. So I'm happy to see it here, especially in Canada. But on that particular note, going into the in finishing up uh, the second half of the year, do we continue to see the status quo throughout the remainder of the year? Do you think it's possible that if we get, let's say, for example, a tremendous um, last quarter and perhaps gold, that we see weakness in the U.S. dollar or dollar index in relation to gold moving higher? And if so, do do we see a correlated uh, drop in the U.S. dollar value? Yes, we think so. We think that's just a matter of time. And again, it might not happen, you know, tomorrow, but it's already the dollar's been kind of topping out, if you will, since last year. It's technically bearish, 
even though it hasn't really, you know, it hasn't become real obvious yet. It's just kind of slowly, we call it losing steam. It's just kind of dribbling down. But I think pretty soon we're going to see um, the, the dollar head down with more force, and then that, therefore, would be really bullish for, for gold. We'll take a quick break. The number in the meantime is one eight seven seven eight silver You can go to guildhallwealth.com, sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor as well. Uh, more of Marianne from the uh, Aiden Sisters here coming up on The Real Money Show. Lots more of that interview is just ahead. Stick around. Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. The RSP account is what you could be using. Details of that online. Make sure you pick up the precious metal advisor as well. We'll get back into it here. The Aiden forecast is where you want to check out any time as well. Got to welcome back uh, Marianne Aiden of the Aiden Sisters. Continue with our interview here with Darren on The Real Money Show. Now, based on what you have both discussed about gold having phases, can you discuss with our listeners why this might be a great time in your portfolio and where prices of gold and silver could be heading in the 11-year phase cycle, if it's correct? Well, if um, this is, as you mentioned, we do follow these different phases and cycles, and some are long-term, some are medium-term, and um, and they're they're interesting. I mean, it's they're not exact exact, but they're close enough to give us a good idea of what we might expect. And they've been very consistent going back to the 1960s. And so we, you know, we put faith in them. But again, we wouldn't, you know, bet the bet the our last dime on them either. But but they do. They are good. And based on the, as you mentioned, the 11 year cycle. It shows that probably gold will continue up until at least 2020. So that gives us another four years of a bull market and maybe longer. Again, it's, it's just like we, based on, again, this is another way of looking at it, but based on previous bull markets and in, and comparing this one to the previous, which include bull markets that weren't that exciting and others that were very exciting, they, they all show that gold is still in the very early stages of a bull market with at least, you know, another couple, two, three, four years to run. And price-wise, this is very interesting because, again, we'll take, you know, play it by ear, that if gold were to just do, in this bull market, repeat the performance of what previous bull markets have done, we're looking at prices anywhere from, you know, 2,800 perhaps would be a very middle, medium-sized rise. And if you got up to the more solid rises that were like in the 80s, the 70s, I'm sorry, the 70s and the one that started in 2001 and went on until 2011, then you're talking prices well into the thousands for the gold price ultimately to reach up to five to even $9,000. I know that sounds crazy, but that would be just repeating the action that we've seen already in previous bull markets. And we think that the, the financial fundamentals are stronger now for gold than they were back then. So, again, we're taking it one step at a time, and we would advise your listeners to do the same, but, but just to be on board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, I recall once upon a time early in the tenure here at Guildhall doing The Real Money Show, we spoke with one of our largest clients, and of course, he has a great, uh, great access to to many great thinkers, analysts alike, all over the world. And he told us, he said, he said it's very odd because 
none of them. This was back in 2003. Not a single one of the people he was talking to uh, recommended or touched on or talked about owning physical gold or silver. Everything was in paper form, which is fine, but even then they weren't really discussing what percentage of a portfolio might be in gold or silver per se. And I always find that funny because that topic brings about the discussion of where we were. And of course, price of silver was, you know, in the $4 range trading down there. And I talked to him and I said, well, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that think that the, it's possible silver could go to $20 an ounce. And he said, oh, baloney. I said, I'll invest because I think it might go to 8 or 9 or maybe even $10 an ounce, but we'll never see 20 And when we got to 20 of course, I talked to him. I said, you know, now it's it's... It's possible we may go to 30 or 40. And he said, no, 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 no. We've topped out. We're, we're, we're near the top. And it did. It topped out in 2008. We got up to that $21 range and it, and it pulled back dramatically down to the $8 and change range. But, uh-huh. you know, as you know, as you well know, these markets are capable of anything once they get going. And, and overbought oh, scenarios yeah. can last for weeks and weeks and even a month. No, it's true. And um, the, interesting you say that because silver in major bull markets, silver always tends to outperform gold, and it's doing it again this time. And um, that's just another bullish sign. We keep There's bullish signs all over the place. The same with the, the gold and silver shares are outperforming silver and gold, and that's another thing that's very typical in a, in a major bull market. Aside from, as I mentioned, our own technical indicators and cycles and things that we follow, that are all confirming the bullish action, that um, a lot of the correlations, if you will, are also repeating as, as they did in former bull markets. So there's a lot of, it's really an exciting time for these markets. And we haven't said that for a long time. I know. Uh, it's been, it was a, you know, quite, quite a few years there have just kept dribbling down and, and coming down, coming down. And then finally, when it turned around, it was like, well, is this for real? And so we waited a, a couple months before we were really sounding the alarm on it. But yes, it is that it keeps going up and, and they're looking, these markets are looking great. Well, I guess to that end, before I let you tell our listeners everything they need to know about getting in touch with the Aiden sisters and having the uh, report in their hands on a monthly basis, your overall portfolio recommendations have carried a suggestion as of, uh, to have as much as 50% in physical gold, silver ETFs, gold and silver shares, a combination thereof. Can you explain for our listenership why it might be okay to break from conventional suggested norms of, say, maybe 10 to 15% exposure to precious metals if, in fact, they've done their due diligence and believe in the metals? Well, I'll tell you, I know that seems high, and it seems like, oh, that's crazy, that's too much, those markets are too volatile, but I'll tell you, they're the strongest markets this year. They're, we don't always recommend anything that high. I mean, we were way down to like 5 10% a couple of years ago or even a year ago. I'd have to look it up. But we just kind of gradually raised it because for, for one is that they're the strongest markets compared to any other market in the world. So why would you not put more into the strongest sector? That's what we do anyways, regardless of which sector it is. And then we have some in stock, some in gold, 
I'm, I'm sorry, we have the big, the big portion, the 50% in metals and metals related. We have some in stocks, some in bonds, and some in cash. And the bond market's been very bullish, but gold and silver have been stronger. Therefore, we have more of our allocation in the metals. And stocks have been doing well, but um, again, gold and silver have been stronger, and the gold shares certainly have been the strongest. And so that's the justification for having smaller portions. For example, we have 20, we recommend 20% in long-term government bonds. We only have 15% in stocks just because some of the factors I mentioned of the, the higher risk and, and that, and they are overvalued, they're expensive, and earnings are going down and all those things. But despite that, the market keeps hitting new highs. So, um, but again, they're not as strong as gold and silver. So why would we have more in stocks and why would we have more in bonds? And that's basically the reason why we have 50% recommended in metals-related markets. Well, that's a lot to take in. Believe me, uh, hearing that is certainly, uh, it's counter in, in the sense that a lot of people will go to traditional planners, traditional financial advisors, and hear a lot of a you know a different story altogether. They just will not hear that same type of advice. That's why we love having you on the show because, of course, we have a bias towards precious metals, but with justification. There are reasons why to do it. Now, if you wouldn't mind, Marianne, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And if you would like to give our listenership as much in the way of feedback about how to get in touch with you, how to find out where they can get the report and how, please go ahead and do so. Okay. Well, uh, we put out the monthly newsletter and with weekly updates that keep our, our readers up to date. And if anyone is interested, they can go to our website, which is uh, AidenForecast.com, and they'll get information there. And they could also call, this is a U.S. number, area code 305-395-6141, and, um, and obtain more information about the newsletter there. And We'd be happy to answer any questions they may have. Well, perfect. That is something that we will get published to our site as well. And of course, be in this week's Precious Metals Advisor for our listeners, The Connection. We've uh, we've come to the end of the interview, but I want to thank you very much, Marianne, for sharing some of your very valuable time with us. And uh, of course, we look forward, as always, to the next time we're able to speak again. Oh, thanks so much. And it was a pleasure. Thank you. Always. Take care and have a wonderful day. And please give okay. our best to Pam. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anytime you want to check them out online, go to AidenForecast.com. Got to thank once again the Aiden sisters, Marianne Aiden, for joining us here on The Real Money Show. We'll take a uh, quick break. We'll get into some diamonds, uh, part of the show you love to hear about. We'll, uh, we'll do that very shortly. In the meantime, the number one 877 8 one 877 online to guildhallwealth.com. Going to thank the Aiden sisters uh, once again for their time this afternoon. You want to go to aidenforecast.com to check out more on their website and always right here on The Real Money Show. Diamonds, guys, let's talk diamonds. They are one great way to protect wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been in this business for quite some time and we just notice every time we go to purchase a diamond of similar qualities that we've continued with since the beginning that they're always increasing in value all the time it gets more expensive to buy these these precious stones and what we're seeing is you know for example uh, a one carat fancy yellow which is our entry level diamond 
four years ago was under ten thousand dollars, and today it's very difficult to find one for for under fourteen thousand. And you know, look, in four years, that's not going to necessarily change someone's lifestyle. But if someone's very conservative with their investing, and you know, to be conservative means you have to be in it for a long time. You can't necessarily have it both ways. You can't say I'm going to be conservative, but I want to make twenty percent a year. It just doesn't work that way. But if if you're putting in ten, fifteen thousand dollars, and you're happy with anywhere from six to eight percent gains every year, well, it's easier to be into that market for for ten, fifteen, twenty years. Where hey, I paid ten, and in fifteen, twenty years, I'm selling it for thirty or more. That is an incredible investment. That's an investment that you didn't have to watch. Very similar to GICs. Why do people buy GICs? Because they don't want to have to think about it. They want to know that the money's in the bank making something. Unfortunately, correct me if I'm wrong here, Paul, but GICs are, you make less than the rate of inflation. So you need an investment that is making more than the rate of inflation. I I find it, you know, really interesting to the fact that you know, people are looking at hard assets. I mean, right now there's a huge uh, car auction in Pebble Beach. Uh, there's $350 million worth of expensive Jeez. antique cars going. You know, cars are going, you know, there's a Jag. Uh, it's going for $25 million. It's a hard asset. It's from 1957 or whatever it is. It's a Ferrari. Why are people buying these hard assets? They're not buying it to drive around. They're just buying it, putting it somewhere safe, secure, uh, and watch it grow in value. Natural fancy colored diamonds do exactly the same thing. Um, For every 10,000 white diamonds mined, there's only one carat of color. So that tells you the rarity. To find an internally flawless yellow, for example, over a carat, you know, you've got to mine over 100,000 carats to find a one carat internally flawless yellow. Between the one to three carat yellow vivid, for example, uh, internally flawless, there's only manufactured, that's cut and polished, maybe six to eight stones come to market a year. That tells you how rare these natural fancy colored diamonds are. If you go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you're going to see an unbelievable collection of internally flawless yellow diamonds. We probably have more internally flawless yellows than anybody in the world, and I can say that because I talk to people all over the world every day. We were looking, in actual fact, this week for internally flawless yellow diamond, a special size cut, uh, and... You know, there was 150 yellow diamonds out there, but there was only two that came into the category and they weren't large enough to meet our criteria. I got a very interesting example of something. Argyle pinks, which we think are the the rarest and the most beautiful colored stones out there. Uh, The mine is due to close within the next couple of years. Um, We just had a a diamond reappraised. It's a 0.53 fancy intense pink VS2. Now, this stone last year was appraised at 250000 This year it's 333000 Within a year, it's jumped up pretty nicely. Um, the Argyle pinks are increasing at an incredible value, and this is why I want to get back to the antique cars. People buy, collectors buy these diamonds to put away. They're, they're very nervous about fiat currencies. They know paper currencies are going to lose their value. They want to hold something, whether it's art. You're seeing unbelievable 
figures reached at art auctions for for artists. You're seeing it for antique cars. You're seeing it for auctions for pinks and blue colored diamonds. The auctions at Sotheby's and Christie's, Mm. they're fetching incredible prices. Yes, this is people with lots and lots of money. They have lots of money to pay $50 million for a diamond. But we're also looking to our clients, whether you spend $10,000 or whether you spend a quarter of a million dollars or $2 million with us, you are going to make money. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com to check out that collection. That's an interesting point you're making, Paul, because the idea here is the collector's market makes money. It's true. Money will make money. A $50 million diamond is going to go up significantly faster and make more money than a $15,000 diamond. But if you apply the same rules, apply the same criteria of I'm only going to buy something that is rare, what's interesting about colored diamonds is if it's rare, the better the quality of the diamond, the more rare it is. It's it's something that makes colored diamonds easy because if you buy very high quality the chances are you are buying rarity. And the reason I say chances is because there's only one caveat in there, and that is GIA can't tell you if an intense yellow, which is the middle grade, is closer to the vivid or closer to the fancy. You'll fu- If you're buying on spec and you're buying strictly off a GIA report and you haven't seen the diamond in person, you don't necessarily know if it's closer to fancy, how well that intense saturation is what we do at Guildhall is because we have the high standards because a the few dealers that we deal with know we won't put up with with something less than perfect or with a color that's less than strong Mm -hmm. and they appreciate our connoisseurship and so a lot of dealers out there might not be interested in that at all at Guildhall we have two GIA alum on staff one is a diamond grading graduate one is a a jewelry accredited jewelry professional obviously BBB is very important but we are members of both the NCDIA and the FCRF these are two industry leaders in the market and they will not let companies that are not extremely reputable join their foundations and memberships so it's very important to us at Guildhall to be a part of the color diamond community and also to be respected in the color diamond community because ultimately how else are you going to be able to source beautiful diamonds of impeccable quality and also not completely overpay for them because at Guildhall we know eventually in some cases we are going to resell the diamonds And we only want to resell diamonds and maintain the qualities that we've had all the way along. So we're very proud of the collection. We're very proud of the diamonds that we have on the site. We own all of them. And we encourage anyone who has a mild interest in in diamonds or colored diamonds to come in Set up an appointment and learn more about them and see them up front and personal. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhalldiamonds.com. Start there. But yeah, you got to be there in person to check out the collection for sure. Well, this Paul. is, you know, this is why we were talking about just now, Jer- Jeremy said about, you know, an intense diamond, which is the middle row. There's fancy, intense, and vivid. You know, on a one to ten scale, if I buy a diamond and I'm buying an intense, it has to be an eight or a nine or even a ten in that intense color because that could qualify as a vivid with GIA. I mean, it's up to the eye of the beholder whether they say, you know, it's a strong intense or it's a weak vivid. So we try to buy the best, best color that we can get. The other thing that's really important is the cut of the diamond because that's the cut helps to bring out the fire in the diamond. That's 
all the colors that fly off the diamond, which is really, really important. So carat weight is important as well when you're buying, for example, a yellow. We only do a carat and above. Um, we don't do any small yellow diamonds. Pinks only come small. You know, they start off at 0.18, um, and, you know, if you can find a three- or a four-carat pink, you know, you're going to pay today $3 million. Uh, we had at one time, we sold a couple of blue internally flawless. I sold a blue. I wish I could get it back. Every day I, it's on my phone. I look at it and say, you know what, I wish I could get that back. We, we've, but, had, we've had one-carat pinks as well. That, yeah. that It's great that, that our clients own those. And we'll, well they, be happy they, to help them when the time's right. Yeah, they they make money on blues and pinks, high quality, vivid, internally flawless, intense, internally flawless. These are great stones as investments to put away. If you're looking to retire, you know, whether it's 10, 15 years down the road, you're looking to put your kids through school 10, 15 years down the road. You've got a couple of kids. What a better investment to put into a pink. The Argyle pinks are you know, almost doubling, you know, every five years. So in 15 years, if you buy a pink for 50000 it could easily be $150,000. This is what you need to do. At the same time, you know, not everybody has got this type of money to spend ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $100,000 on a diamond. Get into some gold and silver. Go to our store, get started. This is a great opportunity to buy gold and silver. The prices to me, are still down. There's only more upside than downside. It's a great opportunity. If you want to put the product, you don't want to store it at home, you want to put it into the, our depository, we're happy to help you with that. It's safe, secure, allocated, segregated. And the final thing is to put it into an RSP or a TFSA, mm. any one of the of the registered plans. We work with Questrade. They are the custodi- custodians. They do all the paperwork. We do the management. We do the purchasing, the buying, the selling, and setting up your account. It's very easy. We take, we hold your hand through the whole process. All you have to do is come up with a do re me. You just have to put the money in and watch it grow. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. That is the website. So, yeah, we touched uh, back on precious metals. Let's wrap it up there. Jeremy, take it home. A little recap. So, again, right now we've got silver up this year, just shy of 40%. Gold this year, we're up getting close to 30%. And we're still at the bottom of these markets. They're still incredibly undervalued. And I, and I know I'm an investor myself. It, sometimes, especially in RSPs, it's easy to just not think about it. Not You've got some, some stuff, some mutual funds not really working for you. And somehow you just don't call and, and get rid of it and move it into something else. And, you know, watching the miners, watching precious metals come off the bottoms and really do so incredibly well this year, it's tough to say, why didn't I buy it at the low price? Right. Well, we have that in silver. Think about this for just a moment. You will not see this on a U.S. chart, a U.S. dollar chart of gold. If you look at a U.S. chart dollar of, uh, US dollar chart of gold, you're going to see gold trading at 1340 it practically looks like it's still in a downtrend since 2011. But if you look at gold in every other currency, it's at or near all-time highs. To buy an ounce of gold in Canadian dollars is over $1,800 an ounce. The last time that happened, gold was trading at $1,900 an ounce U.S., and we were trading at par. 
So okay. silver has a long way to go. Yeah. Consider the consider the fundamental reasons to own gold and silver. And if you don't know what they are, please contact us at guildhallwealth.com or go to our YouTube channel and listen to some of the interviews that we've been having with some of these amazing analysts in the market. Again, YouTube, just look up Guildhall Wealth. You'll find those interviews like we just had with the Aiden sisters and learn about this market and the reasons to own it. Look, if George, if George Soros... And the Rothschilds are buying gold, and and it's good enough for central banks like China, India, and Russia. Why isn't it part of your portfolio? Again, physical product, though. Physical. Reiterate, right? 100% physical. We'll uh, take it for another week. The uh, number to get involved is very simple, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. The RSP uh, option is there. I'll give you more details in just a sec. You want to check out the Precious Metal Advisor, sign up for that, the investor kit as well. And, yeah, for every uh, $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, RSP, TFSA, RESP, stuff like that, you'll receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. This has been The Real Money Show. It's right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.